Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Jess Messon Broadcast is hosted by Jess Fole, a visual artist from Baltimore, Maryland. Jess invites those who've inspired her to recount their tales of becoming professional artists and creators. Through sharing memories and stories, Jess and her guests relive experiences, discuss new projects, and foster new ideas, all while making sense of this crazy pop culture world we live in. Tune in weekly for a variety of guests ranging from musicians, designers, artists, and entrepreneurs who are actively creating the world around us. And now, it's time for Jess Messin Broadcast with Jess Full. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Jess Full coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland in my studio, which is pretty hot today in the sense that we have a really fabulous jackhammered construction situation outside and quite a few helicopters overhead. So we're going to hope for the best sound-wise. And luckily for me, on this wonderful Valentine's Day, we have um, SAG hand models and photographer Ashley Covington with us. And Ashley and I are dear, dear friends, so I couldn't um, ask to spend the holiday with anybody else. Hey, Ash, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you doing, Jess? Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm good. You too, darling. Um, okay, so let me give you the rundown on Ash here. Okay, walk through any store and you will see Ashley's hands on everything from the product packaging for Reynolds Wrap and Hamilton Beach to book covers for the Eat This, Not That series. Turn on the TV and you can catch Ashley's hands pouring bottles of Miller Lite, picking up pieces of delicious pizza for Pizza Hut and swirling razors for Gillette or opening yummy desserts for Jell-O. Ashley's hands have appeared in numerous magazines, including Cosmo, Woman's World, In Style, and O Magazine. Her hands have filled in for celebrities such as Brooke Shields, Charlize Theron, Elaine Irwin, and Adrena Lima. She was even the hands for Andy Samberg, which every time I read that line just cracks me up. Um, No matter the medium, Ashley Covington is enjoying earning her place in the world of body parts modeling as one of the top hand models. She has extensive tabletop experience and is skilled in culinary knife work, pours cheese pulls, mush pushes, and product manipulation for commercials and cooking shows. In addition to Ashley's amazing hand modeling career, and I think the and some other things. Um, also, <laughs> Ashley is an accredited and published photographer, and is also starting a career in voiceover work. So very um, well rounded in the supportive entertainment game. So hey, Ash, let's talk about hey. this. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, well, you got to be well-rounded if you're going to be an artist these days. You've got to have many sort of buckets to pull from, as it as it were. <laughs> yeah, like there's literally no option. Unless you're no like Damien Hurst or something. You yeah. can just like paint your polka dots. The old, I don't want to say the old joke, but the joke that's been going for the past three decades, ever since Seinfeld did the hand modeling um, episode with George Costanza, is that like right. everybody is under the impression, or it's like 
it's shocking when you tell people that you're a hand model. I've, I've been mm-hmm. there. I've seen it happen. Um, <laughs> like, it's such a funny, fun conversation to watch you have. So tell us um, kind of what the industry is about, what your responsibility in the industry is, mm-hmm. and how you got started in that. Well, I I was the theater major who got kicked off track or kicked onto another track in this sort of cross dimension of all all things artistic when an agent told me to forget my head and focus on my hands. And while at first I was a little like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I had never heard about hand modeling ever. And I was like, I'm an actress. I'm here for headshots. And um, But I quickly realized that hand modeling was a real career and it was it wasn't easy like I was thinking when I went to my first job I'm like oh this is going to be easy I hold my hand there they take pictures ah ha ha but really it's all about product manipulation right exactly like oh great let me stick my hand and take the picture and I'm going to wear jammies this is going to be fabulous later peace out going home cash the check not at all it's actually really really difficult and when and I was really lucky when I was first starting out I actually had a job in your city in Baltimore. Uh, I went to Baltimore for this job for a it was a TV commercial for a hotel chain, and I was still really new and still kind of like, okay, I'm gonna go hold something. Ugh. And there was another hand model on this job, and he and I started talking, and he told me, "Girl, you've got great hands. If you can learn to use them and you can learn to do things with them." you're going to have a great career. And I was like, what? And he's like, it's all about what you can do with your hands. And from that day forward, I just turned it into the dork of the hand modeling world. And I would sit in front of mirrors and practice pouring with my right hand because I'm right-handed and practice pouring with my left hand because you never know which hand you're going to need when you go to these sets, because maybe it's not a right hand, maybe it's a left hand, and you have to be able to do whatever motion it is over and over and over and over again with whichever hand. So I just started practicing doing stuff. And that has been my whole career, because I can go in and get things done quickly, and that saves the production a whole lot of money. Right. So... When you are kind of describe to us some of the situations that you've been in, because, you know, I feel like you're kind of being coy about the um, kind of level of the semantics that you have to deal with. Like I've seen, or I've gotten messages from Ash when she's on set or whatever, and it's like, she'll be wedged under, underneath a table then like her arm will be pushed up through some crazy angle and then on the end of it'll be like a rattlesnake and a million dollar diamond ring so um walk us through one or two of the more interesting or memorable experiences you've had uh well you you mentioned one of one of my most fearful memories of um, of a shoot. 
uh, my agent had called and said, hey, you know, how are you with animals? I love animals, man. I freaking love all animals. And I was like, oh, great. She's like, okay, fantastic. I'm sending you for this huge job for Sephora. So I was like, oh, this is so exciting. So I show up, and it's me and this one other hand model, and we don't know what we're going to do, but there's a baby tiger on set, and I completely freak out because anyone who knows me knows I'm a cat freak. And there's a baby tiger on this set, and I am over the moon. And then the photographer goes, oh, no, no, that's not your animal. That's hers. And I'm like, oh, uh, aw, no fair. Okay, where's mine? And he points to these long, skinny, rectangular boxes and goes, your animal's in there. And I'm like, what? My animal in a small, rectangular, long box. This this isn't looking good. Why isn't it out with us now? And they're like, well, we need to keep them, you know, closed off. I'm like, what is this? Well, then they proceed to pull out all these different snakes. I am petrified of snakes. It's the one thing. And as they're pulling out the snakes, the photographer comes over to me. I loved him. And he comes over and whispers in my ear and he goes, I am really scared of snakes. So we have to pretend like I'm not. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm scared of snakes. And he goes, no, 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 you can't be. Don't let anyone know. And I was like, ah. So I had to sit there pretending. So I'm, I'm kneeling, kind of like I'm sitting on an apple box. My hand is up on this table. My head is like cocked way out of the side because, you know, your head can't be in the frame. So you got to basically dislocate your shoulders and head from your arm to get that out of the shot. And they wrap this gigantic snake, glistening snake, all around my arm. And then they tell me, I know, and, I, and I'm, I'm like freaking out inside, but I'm like, this is a job, this is a job, you have to be professional, you have to get through it, you have to get through it, you have to get through it. Yeah. And I'm just like repeating the mantra, like, breathe, 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 don't look at it, don't look at it, don't look at it. And then the client comes over and she's like, okay, great, this is going to be fabulous, but what I need is I need the snake's head to be in the center of your hand, and if you could just get it to stick out its tongue a little bit, that'll be the shot we need. Oh, yeah, hey, I'm a what? I don't know, like, I'm a snake whisperer? Okay, hey, snakey, would you mind just do? I don't know. It was, um... No, like, yo, snake, can you throw me a bone because I'll get a bonus? Like, come on. I know, please, like, please, just hurry up. I want you to of me. <laughs> yeah, sidebar, I feel like when your agent calls you and says, hey, how are you with animals? That's one thing. And, hey, how are you with reptiles? That's, like, another. Yes. And, hey, how are you with, like, <laughs> massive black python snakes with fangs yes. that you're going to have to make, like, stick its tongue out? <laughs> I feel like there's, like, stages to that. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely stages. But in her defense, I'm pretty sure she didn't know because when I called her afterwards to tell her what it was, she was like, what? So, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, surprised you didn't know. Yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, you go from days like that to days where there was another day where they built a whole set around me, all these flags and all this sort of stuff, so I couldn't get it out, and they tied my wrists up in ivy. So I was bound in ivy, tied up in this set for about eight hours. Couldn't move, couldn't leave, couldn't use the restroom, was sort of stuck there because if I moved, everything had to be reset and re- redone. So there's, like, degrees to that. And then there's also degrees of holding your arm up in the air for two hours without putting it yeah. down. I mean, the blood starts draining out of it. Your hand kind of gets all tingly, and, you know, but you, you can't shake. you got to keep it still. And, 
power through it. <laughs> Lots of meditation states. And then there's the difficult stuff. Like I've had to do things where I've had to precision pour from 10 feet above the product. You know, so like for a Miller Lite ad, they just wanted this beautiful pour of of the beer coming down and then going into the glass, but they didn't want anybody in the shot. So I had to be on a raised platform above this glass and be able to pour confidently and smoothly and have it immediately go into this glass and swirl the right way. So, like, that's actually, I'm kind of proud of this. This is one of my hand modeling skills that pertains to real life. My downstairs neighbors have plants on uh, on their balcony, and I can precision pour from my third floor, floor balcony to their first floor and pour yeah, right into like, the pot. I'll, I'll watch your plants this weekend for a I know. Like, I got that. Yeah, I got that. I really freaked out my friend Kurt because he was out there on his balcony one day, and I didn't know he was there, and I just came out to water the plants, and all of a sudden the plants are getting watered from above, and he's like, what's happening? He's like, how are yeah. you doing that? And I was like, yeah, man, precision hand model skill. What? Nailed it. <laughs> I, need to, I need to put these skills to some other work. I'll have to, like, think of some creative things that we might be able to like, capitalize on here, because I feel like we might be really missing out. <laughs> hey, man, let me, if you can figure it out, let me know. I'm all about it. There's pizza pull, mush push. Oh, the mush push, you mentioned it. I'm sure people are wondering what the mush push is. So, a mush push is where you pick up that burger and you just slightly so the stuff inside moves just a little bit and it looks like the most delicious, most scrumptious, most amazing burger ever. That's a mush push. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, I you know, after this conversation, can comfortably say that um, my few extra pounds and, like, maybe some of my binge drinking, you're all your fault because you make it sound and look so delicious. <laughs> uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I know. Just doing my job. Okay, so tell us how. Just doing my job. Um, tell us how this parlayed into photography for you, because Ashley and I. Just a little background on how we met. We met through the New York City music scene. She was at a gig shooting. I had a stage drop up, or in we just kind of hit it off and kind of started our friendship from there. And I've been lucky enough to be the subject of um, some shoots of Ashley's. And I like just like yeah. love pictures. Like I'm, like I'm like, what do I need photos from from like the back in the day era? And I like go to my Covington archive page. I like love it. Um, yeah. So tell us how that started because really I knew you mm-hmm. as a photographer first. And then I had the delightful conversation where you were like, well, actually, and my day Ashley, job, my day job is because when Ashley shoots at events and at um, you know shows and stuff, she wears gloves like up above her elbows and down to her fingertips, like straight up vicariously living through Madonna. And I thought it was like a great statement. I was like, yeah, your gloves are dope, and she was like, thanks. <laughs> Yeah. They also serve a purpose. <laughs> yeah, and and that's history now because that was 10 years ago. So tell us how the photography thing kind of came into play. Sure. Well, um, so I've always been an avid photographer. My dad put a camera in my hand when I was like six years old, and it's something that I just always freaking loved. And when I was working, as, you know, on these sets for hand modeling, sometimes the TV commercials – 
there'll be 12-hour days. And of those 12-hour days, I may only be actually on set working for like two hours of those times. So the rest of the time, you're sitting around waiting. And like, I read a lot of books. I crocheted so many freaking hats that people were just like, please don't give me any more hats. Every single homeless person in New York had a hat crocheted by me. I mean, it got to the, I mean, it got to the point where, I mean, my mom was like, stop it. Like I don't, no more hats. because they couldn't handle it Yeah, anymore. they are. They're like, we don't want any more of your hats, crazy lady with the gloves on. Please leave us alone. Um, but uh, I, I found a website that had photography classes on it where you could stream photography classes. So I was like, this is great. Bring my headset, bring my computer, sit in the corner, and I watch photography classes all day long. And that's what I did. And then, as you know, uh, all my friends have always been musicians, and I have zero musical ability. So I was always the person at shows who wasn't going to be playing, wasn't going to be, you know, asking if I could come sit in, never wanted to do that. So I started taking pictures with my little digicam at all the shows of all my friends' shows. And then, <laughs> because I'm I'm from the South and I smile a lot and I talk to everybody that I walk by, going to all my hand modeling auditions in New York, I was, well, there's lots of interesting people, let's say, on the street of New York. And when you smile at everybody and say hi when you walk by them, sometimes you get a lot of unwanted attention. So I started staring at the ground. And while staring at the ground, I started picking up street change. And in about a year and a half, I had enough money to save to buy my first digital camera. And so the streets of oh New York God. City bought my, I don't know, they bought my first camera. Yes. I didn't know. Um, I'm like, I want to go out and look for street change right now. <laughs> well, you know, this, this was before the, you know, economy went all crazy and all that sort of stuff. So there was a lot more street change. Everyone was just um, change on the street. <laughs> yeah. We were like, we don't want that. I used to find quarters. It was great. It's dollars. Ah. But at any rate, it took me a year and a half. I bought my first digital camera because I'd only had film cameras up until that point. And I just started going to shows and shooting my friends. And it was phenomenal. And I loved it. And then I was taking classes while I was on set. At night, I was going to shoot shows. I started shooting for The Village Voice. I started shooting for a couple of other publications. And just like, Really loved it, and then that's about when you and I met at Brooklyn Bowl. Right. I think I was there. I think I was there, maybe shooting for the Village Voice or something. I can't really remember, but it was. It was just such a love, and I really adored it. And then my foray into the like stills world was a um, a really amazing cinematographer named Jordan Pardes. knew he was working on a pilot that uh, involved the Bouncing Souls. And so he knew that the director, Jason DeSimone, needed a photographer who knew how to work with musicians but also knew how to be on set and work around cameras because it was going to be a two or three uh, camera shoot. And so they needed Uh somebody who knew about that. And he was like, oh, I know the girl for you. She's been on sets for forever working as a hand model, and she's an amazing music photographer. So here, let me send this girl to you. So I went and I did that, and I fell in love. I loved capturing those moments on the set of, of, you know, 
people making the show happen and the show happening itself and sort of dancing between the, the cameras. And it was kind of like this perfect combining of the of my two favorite things, photography and hand modeling. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I think that's like a, there's two things I want to touch on that you mentioned. First, I think a really good photographer, and it's something that I even appreciate, are the ones that capture the mood with being invisible. Like, nothing's right. more annoying to me than to be putting on an event and then having the photographer, who's the one that's supposed to be capturing everybody in their naturalism, you know, being all over the place. Like, I can see you in the pit of the show. I can see uh-huh. you side stage. I can see you walking down the aisle of the wedding. Like, all of that stuff to me is, like, red flags of not yes. a good photographer. A good photographer, in my opinion, even if I'm doing a photo shoot with them, the focus is, like, giving direction and being the eyeballs that I can't be. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think that's just, like, such a valid thing to mention if photographers are listening to this. If you find yourself being kind of an eyesore, and that goes for – you know, anybody of any size. I mean, my friend, Michael Weintraub, mm-hmm. he's, six, he's six feet tall. Like, so he does concert photography as well and manages to keep himself rather mm-hmm. visible. And I just think that's so mm-hmm. important. It and, is. And, you know, it's people, kind of, it's, oh, I was going to say, it's true for the hand, hand modeling and for the photography that I do. Being a ninja is what it's all about. Because in the, in the hands, my hands are not the star the product is the star my hands are there to facilitate the product and showing the product off when I'm shooting I'm there to facilitate the show the band the movie the film it's not about me it's about what I can give to to that moment and so like 100 percent yeah 100 percent because like you know, there's a difference between somebody who's doing, you know, or offering, you know, the service and doing it to, you know, capture it and for it to be about the art and what your mm-hmm. end game is going to be. And then there's people that are at the show, shooting the show, to be seen shooting the show. And ultimately, that work doesn't end up being any good. So, you know I, what I mean? I do know what you so mean. Anyway. I've seen those people. I've, I've seen people wearing neon colors in the pit. I'm like, why Why would you do that? And they're like, we want the band to see us so they'll look at us. And I'm like, mm, no, it's better if you're invisible to the band. Oh, man. See, that, so, I'm glad we're having this conversation because – that's not really the, the mindset no. of the artist in which you're there, you know, for. And no, I mean, I, you remember you remember these shots. Remember when I used to get up on stage to shoot the two skinny J's and I would make them get at the front of the stage and we would have the crowd behind them? I think you took a picture of me taking that picture. I did, yeah. For some reason in Baltimore. Was- okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's you the only time... To- yeah, and I, but that's the only time I would, and I still felt weird going up there and trying to get the attention of the crowd because that's not my show. That was a Two Skinny J show. I was there yeah. 
to facilitate them, but for that one moment, I had to break my barrier and get up on stage and, you know, get the crowd's attention so that they would all be, like, jumping and going crazy. And that's the only time I think it's okay to break the barrier. Otherwise, like, I'm a ghost. I don't want you to see me. But important to note that when you did that, you managed to pull out a ladder, get it on a platform, (laughs) cue the band, arrange them, and pump up the crowd within a matter of seconds that you barely missed a beat in the song. Like, it was so in a blink of an eye. (laughs) And the show went on, you know, and it was pretty remarkable because I think when, you know, that's your responsibility to orchestrate um, kind of an image, and you and mm-hmm. even you can look up the two skinny jays. Like I have that on posted on my Facebook somewhere, but like you can see the amount of people in this photo. It was taken at Ramshead here in Baltimore. Um, that Ashley was able to, in a sense, I don't want to use the term control in a negative way, but in a matter of seconds, organize. You know, the photo came out great, and then you know you moved on. So that just goes to yeah. show you kind of like in my opinion, what photography should be and the professionalism that mm-hmm. it takes to do that. Like my favorite shoots are the ones that take a few seconds, you capture yeah. it, you go through them, you take the best stuff and it's, you know, it's more natural than anything. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's so, exactly so one of the funny things that I was worried about with talking to Ashley on the phone was that like, we would just start talking mm-hmm. and we do. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, because it's Ash- oh, no. <laughs> I know, because we're already out of time. I told you, it's super easy peasy. Ash, do you have anything? Well, let's talk about real quick. So Ashley's kind of upped her game in, not kind of, but has upped her game in the photography um, industry and is now out, out in L.A., sunny L.A., working it's on a lot rainy of... Rainy L.A. <laughs> rainy L.A. today. I know, it's like not too yeah. bad here. Um. Mm. Yeah, so tell us about kind of what you're doing out there. You're working in the movie biz, and, um, you know, just a sidebar, Ashley was the one that hooked me up with my, um, like, lifelong dream of doing something with Lifetime. And that was a dream because that's just something that would have been so appreciated by my grandpa, and Ashley was instrumental in making that happen. So, I mean, these are, like, the kind of things. We've been buddies for 10 years, and we try to do kind of as much for each other as we can, I think. And so the next Well, you know what? Well, it, it is. But I also think that as artists in this community, the only thing we can do is support the other artists in our community that we know give back and that we know are legit and real and that also look out for other people. Like, that's the only way you get ahead. You've got to look out for your fellow artists, and when you see opportunities for them, shout it out, scream it out, yell it out. Like, that's what we got to do. We have to lift each other up. So I'm out in in L.A. I'm I'm hand modeling, but I'm also getting into the, you know, film business. I've I've, I've been working as a unit stills photographer on movie sets, which is a dream ever since Jason's uh, Bouncing Souls pilot. And I am making photos for posters that have been on Netflix and Hulu and Lifetime and, you know, out in the theaters. I got to go to Sundance last year with an amazing documentary called Half the Picture, which is about female directors, and I'm super proud of that. 
and yeah, working I think on that Netflix was just or Hulu too. If anyone wants to check, yeah, it out. I think so. Yeah, check out half yeah. the picture, please. And it's like doing those things and still being able to hand model is like an incredible just dream of of mine, and it's and it's all sort of happening. And like that moment for you, I happened to be on set, and I overheard people talking about how they needed an artist. And I was like, well, hey, I know the best girl for you. And I just went over and spoke up, and that's sort of how it that came to, to, to be. And, like, on another film I was working on, I, I heard them talking about how they needed Christmas music. And I know an amazing uh, composer who's rearranged all this Christmas music. So I was like, let me slab this little CD over there for you to listen to. And then he ended up having one of his pictures purchased. Oh, I heard a beep. Does that mean we're out of time? No. Okay. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, the the photography work is so exciting, and it's also interesting because it's the background and what you were talking about, how I did that Two Skinny Jays photo so quickly, has really helped me because on some of these movie sets that I'm on to create the poster, I have three and a half minutes with an actor, and that's it. And I've got to get a poster image in three and a half minutes. So all, I never knew that all the training that I was doing my whole entire life up to this point would be exactly what I need. Yeah, and it's like that's the thing, you know, when I think people are are feeling down like, oh, I don't know what to do, just keep doing because you never know the skills that you're learning today, even if they don't seem relevant, are probably what's going to save you in the future. You know? Well, yeah, and I mean, I think that's just, you know, I've had this conversation with my mom, too, over the years, that it's like the discussion of wasted time. Like, when you moved to New York, was that wasted time? When you lived in this one place, yeah. was that wasted time? Or whatever you were trying to nope. do, was that wasted time? And nope. I think, ultimately, you can, you know, chalk it up that I, we both resonate with this and each other anyways, and I think this is one of the reasons why, uh, we get along so well is that we're extremely passionate and extremely stubborn in the sense that we are going to try to pull it off, you know? Yeah. Like, why it's not? It's just a matter of, for it. It, yeah, why not? It's just a matter of figuring it out and trying to keep your head above water in the meantime. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think, all the experiences that if that is your mindset when you're in the moment, all apply to something later down the road. You know, like yep. it took a it took a minute for me to realize that a lot of the fundamentals that I learned about the music industry when I was living in New York ten years later completely apply to how I run my art business and also mm-hmm. the people that I work with. You know, so, you know, was it wasted time? No, because I fall back on, you know, that like kind of street education every day. Exactly. So there there is no wasted time. (laughs) No, no wasted time. If you're in, if you're in it to win it and like in it in the moment and paying attention, I think that's all we can ask of. And then, you know, it's up to you to like try to apply it later. So it, it ultimately isn't wasted. Right. I agree 100%. I'm going to remind myself all of this later when I try to figure out how I'm going to pay my bills. 
Right, you got it. You got it. No, it's gonna. Everything works out. It's gonna work out in the nick of the time. I have absolute faith in you, Jess. I've seen, I've seen you over the years. I know you always make it happen. Moving and shaking. Well, that's that's part of the, just of what we live in. You know, like we do. And Ashley and I talk about this. It's like nice to have a friend that is in a similar situation where we do a a ton of work, in a sense, a ton of pre work, mm-hmm. and then we get payment later. And it's just, you know, I always say that half my creativity goes to the arting and half my creativity goes into maintaining my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. You know, luckily I have, like, over-creative in the art game, so it evens out to a degree. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, Ash, we'll do this again another time. Do you have anything, um, you know, coming up that you're excited about or a film coming out or anything that you want us to check out or Half the picture is on, I think it's Netflix. Might be Netflix. Uh, Check out the the two films that I'm uh, just over the moon about are Half the Picture, which I believe is on Netflix or Amazon. It's one of those. If you uh, type it into Google, Mr. Google will tell you where it is. And the other is uh, Never Hike Alone. Yeah, Never Hike Alone on YouTube. That is phenomenal. Super proud of working on that. And then while you're watching TV, look for my hands on, what did I shoot recently? Wells Fargo, Papa John's, and Hidden Valley Ranch. So look for some dipping on Hidden Valley Ranch, some pizza pulling for Papa John's, and some swiping and tapping on the phone for Wells Fargo. So look for those on TV. I haven't seen them. My mom says she has. Awesome. I love you. I love you too, man. Thank you so much for taking the time today and for getting up early and coffee talking with me. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, my love. All right, you guys, that's going to do it for us here at Jess Method Broadcast on Lions Radio Network. Thank you for listening and tuning in from all over the world. And we'll be back next week, hopefully, with a new show Thursday at noon. Um, And until then, enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Bye, Ash. Bye, Jess.